Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. I feel like this responsibility to help, mm. but I don't know. I'm going through my own like struggle with it. Cuz like I want to help. I love it. With that institution specifically or just like yeah. your voice and your act? Like both, like with my voice and my act and like like how much how much of it is my responsibility to change things, you know? Mm. And, like, I feel like as a person of color and as, a, like, a diverse person, I feel like I have to talk about my diversity. But also, like, I'm fucking tired of teaching people and, like, mm. t getting people on my level. And it's, like, like if people were just to do a little bit of research on their own. But I'm also, you know, I'm a Virgo. Like, I'll keep saying it. Um, <laughs> I do hold people to higher standards. New York, I know you have yeah, yeah. Every morning that I wake up, I think about my ambition. Humans, welcome back to another episode of La Mezcla, the show where we explore all the intricacies, intersections, and incredible awkwardness of being a mixed race or first generation human who grew up in this country. My name's Adrian Burke or Adrian Burke. Uh, if you are my mom or any of my family, I'm the creator and host of this show. Uh, and I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you to everybody who's subscribed to the show, who's followed on all the platforms and whatnot. We just hit a thousand followers on Facebook, which I'm feeling far too jazzed about. But that's my reality, and I'm going to speak my truth. Okay, I'm so sorry about that last part. Let's get into our guest for today. Our guest today is the delightful Glow Tavares. Uh, and people who know me know that I do not use the word delightful, so you know that this is a special, special guest. Uh, Glow is a house performer at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. You can see her every Tuesday with her Herald team, Reba. Uh, she's been all over that theater for years. You can also see her in the upcoming Mindy Kaling uh, feature film, Late Night, and the upcoming indie feature, Safe Spaces, starring Justin Long and Kate Berland. Uh, Glow is all over the place. She also hosts her own podcast called Second Best, a D&D Adventure. Uh, so if there are any D&D heads out there who listen to La Mezcla, be sure to go check out that show. Uh, Glow and I had a really great conversation about growing up in Florida, uh, finding a comedic voice, uh, about noting her bullies, which I found very, very funny and very, very interesting, uh, and about moving to New York and entering the scene. Uh, and making an impact as a Dominican woman. Uh, this was a really great conversation, and I'm really excited for you to hear it. Okay, enjoy. What, what do you, what's your day job? I, I'm right now babysitting okay. two little boys. Like every day? Basically, it's supposed to be like, a, it was originally a three day a week job and then they added a fourth day and now they're always like, can you just work on Friday too? So it's like, it's, it's basically like, full time. It's basically, yeah, it's just four, it's like four hours a day, but they pay me an absurd amount of money. Okay. Um, so it, it equals out to like a reg, like a, like a entry level position. Are these Manhattan kids we're talking about? Yeah, but they're mm. not like. I don't know. It's weird because they live in Harlem and they go to school in Spanish Harlem. Okay. So it's not, but they're white kids. They're mm. like gentrifiers, basically. Gotcha. Um, but I don't know. It it's not like what you would expect. The they're so rich, and like the mom's like a CEO and the dad doesn't really work, but or maybe he does. I don't know what he does. He's always home. Um, I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird gig. Uh, hey. It sounds steady. Sounds good. <laughs> it's steady. Yeah. It's steady, and it's great because I've loved. Like I, I, I've worked with them for three years, um, and they're fun. But cool. 
<laughs> Let's start the show. Let's start the show. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Glow, for being here. Welcome to La Mescla. Uh, let's start the way I always start, which is just uh, where are your parents from? Where did you grow up? Uh, my parents are from... <laughs> How could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole deal. That's the, That's whole, the whole deal. deal. <laughs> my parents are from the Dominican Republic. Okay. Uh, my mom is from Sa- uh, Santo Domingo. My dad's from Santiago. Okay. And I grew up in Florida. Ah, uh, Where? In like, uh, so I lived in Miami when I was very young, but mm-hmm. then most of my life I spent in Kissimmee, Florida, which is like next to Orlando. Okay. Um, and that's where I grew up. Kissimmee, St. Cloud. What? Kissimmee? That's mm-hmm. how you say it? Kissimmee. Kissimmee. What is that town like? I know literally nothing about it. Oh, man, it's weird. It's a it's a weird area. Florida is very weird. It's like yeah, you that's can, what I keep hearing. It, it'll be like something very specific, and then it'll be something like completely different but still kind of the same mm-hmm. st cloud is very white okay with a lot of white people and kind of a lot of racism and even now more so with trump like mm. driving through st cloud and seeing like all the trump posters yeah is wild yeah uh but Kissimmee is less white it's more liberal okay it was blue and it's very puerto rican mm-hmm. um so <laughs> like there's a there's like a like a a neighborhood called BVL, which is Buenaventura Lakes, but they say Boricua Viven Libre because it's like so Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very like it's very Latin. There's a lot of Latin culture there, and I didn't realize that until I moved here because I was always like the white girl amongst all the Latin people. Oh, interesting. I, the, everyone would always just be like, "Oh, you like white shit." And then when I moved to New York, I was like, oh, no, I don't even know what the fuck white shit is. Yeah. <laughs> just, what kind of shit were they calling white shit that you like? Uh, like... Like, the comedies I would watch, like, Scrubs. You know what I'm saying? Scrubs is pretty white. <laughs> it's very Scrubs white. Scrubs is very white. <laughs> <laughs> like, Scrubs Anything and Anything with Zach guy. Braff in it, man. Yeah, oh, for sure. I tried watching, like, like a month or two ago, I tried watching Garden State, because that's, like, everyone's movie. Yeah. Is it everyone's movie? A lot of people really like, loved it. I feel I, like that's the movie everybody likes to make fun of. I think people loved it and then hated it and then now are like nostalgic about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think okay. that's where people are at. So I tried watching it. I was like, maybe I'll resonate with this, and I was could not finish it. I could not. Hey, I that went means fifteen you've minutes grown. in. That I've means grown. You've grown. Fifteen minutes into the movie, I was like, fuck this, <laughs> fuck this movie. It was, it was so obnoxious. It was so white, and it was so like, I hate my mom. Like it was just like, <laughs> I cannot with this movie. <laughs> Okay, so everybody hated you because you loved Scrubs. <laughs> I love <laughs> Scrubs. I like it. It's just like my friends. We liked rock music, and it was okay. like fucking like shitty. And were your punk. friends also Latin? No, well, I had a mixed crew. They were gotcha. they were Latin and they were black and they were like like mm-hmm. mm, no, they weren't white, but it was pretty mixed. There were like maybe some white people. Gotcha. Uh, but it was mostly. I really thought when growing up. That I hung out with white people, but it's not that it was. We were just like we liked rock music, or uh-huh. and it wasn't really rock music. It was like Paramore, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we, but we, it was different from everyone else. Yeah, because uh, everyone else was listening to hip hop and like right. reggaeton was huge. Yeah, that and was like the heyday. That was the heyday, and I still like. In retrospect, I'm like, oh yeah, I liked all those reggaeton songs. <laughs> All those reggaeton songs too, but I pretended I didn't because mm. I was like, no, I, I listen to rock music or whatever. Was that like a I want to be different kind of instinct? Yeah, because when I went to I went to middle school in St. Cloud, uh-huh. that was very like white, right, and very racist. And I would get told to go back to Puerto Rico all the time. Mm-hmm. I would be like, I've never been. I'm I'm Dominican. <laughs> I, yeah, you're you don't even know what the fuck you're talking. <laughs> I don't. About. Yeah, and they'd be like, same thing. So I was like, in there, I was very like, fucking. I'm Latin. Don't fucking come for me. Yeah, yeah. But then when I went to a high school, I was very Latin. I was like, I don't know. I like theater. That's <laughs> like, so interesting. I think that's so interesting how we do that. How we kind of like we're always like defining ourselves in opposition to like whatever the what seems like is the normal thing. You know? Yeah, for sure. It's also because I didn't fit in. Like it, it wasn't even me when high school. It wasn't even me judging those people. I was just like, oh, everyone's very cool. <laughs> they're so cool and I am not that cool like every time like all those people would like hang out on the weekends and mm. like go to these football games and they yeah. were all like very smart and they would all get because I was like in in like honors 
Okay. But they would like get good grades, but then still party and like <laughs> say cool slang. And I was like, I don't know. I'm thinking about uh, doing for good. <laughs> As my audition for the musical, you know what so, I'm saying. So you were like a real theater nerd kid. A little bit, but like, but like very in retrospect, no. But when I was in that environment, I, was, I thought I was uh-huh. a theater kid. So how early did you start like doing performance stuff? It, it was just high school. I gotcha. like did it like, I did it all of high school, but but my senior year I didn't. You didn't. Um, I feel like I'm smacking my lips a lot. <laughs> oh my god, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, in, in in like senior year, I went to a different high school, and okay. I didn't do theater as much there. But mm. I was still like in the class, but it wasn't really the same. But you know, like freshman through junior year, I was like all up in the like the hit theater me, department. Hit me with a couple of your shows. Uh, what, what shows did you do? I honestly didn't really get cast in a lot of shit, but we did Into the Woods, and I okay. was. The birds and the prop master. <laughs> Wait, you were the birds? The you know when Cinderella, do you know into the woods? Kind she's of. She's like fly birds. Oh yeah. Back to the skies. <laughs> I like had a stick with three birds on it, <laughs> and that was my role. And I was obsessed with it. I was like, because I was the assistant stage manager and the prop master. Oh and my god. I also was. Oh, a bird. you were that kid who did everything. And I was like so. I was such a bitch. I was such a fucking monster i was a monster bitch and i (laughs) i like i also like in high school in retrospect i was a monster i like would get in trouble constantly i would get i would get written up constantly okay because i was what i was disruptive and like i was were you trying to be funny or yes okay yes uh yes were you funny (laughs) i think so (laughs) Maybe. My friends were funny, and I was, like, the good sidekick. Gotcha. Uh, Do you remember any shit you got in trouble for? Oh, man. Uh, in We had... <laughs> for Algebra 2, we had this, like, NASA, like, this retired NASA guy who taught us. But he, like, worked in NASA his whole life. Okay. So he, like... Because, you know, like, Orlando's right. near yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cape Canaveral. Oh, God. That, it must be, like, a type, like... Oh, old they, NASA dudes who are now like teaching high schoolers and hating. I their imagine, life. but he like couldn't teach us because he he was like he did NASA math, and this is algebra <laughs> too. So I was a I was a problem in that class because uh, I was like this is my like <laughs> I like was friends with everyone. I like made sure everyone was like part of this like weird community that I built, and because we would have to like also teach each other because he wasn't doing a good job teaching us. Okay, but also like. I, I remember I had, like, two different stacks of paper, and one was, like, for the whole class, and everyone would write their name, and I gave everyone a nickname where I would, like, <laughs> separate. I was a fucking mess. Uh, I, like, I would just get, like, one syllable out of someone's name and then repeat it. So, like, my name was Lily, but I would be, like, like, I would call you Dree or something. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and so everyone had that. They would, like, write their name up top and then write something in, like, the chat room. And we'd all pass it around. And then we had one that was, like, just my crew that was, like, six people. It was a mess. So you had, like, an analog chat room? I had, like, a chat, like, an analog chat room where everyone would write whatever. Like, we'd pass notes around while he was talking. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, there was one time I was literally doing work and looking down. And then he told me to stop it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm working. And he's like, you make everyone crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You bring chaos into the classroom. You might not be doing anything, but this is your fault. You have to stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. Wow. Did you ever get suspended or anything? I got detention a lot. I never was bad enough to get suspended. Got Um, it. In fifth grade, I did because this kid was making fun of me, so I pushed him off of these, like, like things, but you know, whatever. He was my, oh my friend. God. I got into a fight in fifth grade that I got. I don't think I got formally suspended, but I like stayed home from school for a couple of days. Oh, really? <laughs> I got in school suspension for that. And like my parents were like low key proud of me because I was a, a crybaby in like elementary school uh-huh. and I would cry a lot. I would come home crying. They'd be like, stop crying. Don't give anyone, you know, because they mm-hmm. were bad at <laughs> yeah. making me feel better. Uh, <laughs> 
they were just bad. They would just say, you're dumb. Why are you crying? Oh, my so, God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they thought they could shame my, my pain away. Um, turns out you can't. Latin parents, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. That was like my mom used to tell me stories about how my, because my abuela used to come stay with us for like long, like six months at a time when she was younger. And she would tell me stories about how when me and my sister were babies, like we'd be crying in the middle of the night. <laughs> and my mom would like get up to like help us and care for us. And my abuela would just be like, no. Let them cry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, that's good. No, she's right. She's, she's right. Smart lady. <laughs> uh, my yeah, but it, it was that like that. So when I finally like pushed a kid off of like these, I don't know what they're called. You know, like the the Olympics thing where they do like the the. They like flip around it. They're like uh, two. Oh, like the rings, the ring things. No, they're like two poles. And one's like taller than the other, and or like oh oh yeah the bars something the bars. something bars some bars I yeah. pushed them off. Of yeah, that. I don't know listeners who know the Olympics know what we're talking. <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> if you know the Olympics, uh, hit us up. Yeah, uh, put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. So whatever he, I pushed him off of that, but he was my friend of me, and I feel bad now in retrospect because you know. Have you apologized? I haven't spoken to. Him. I think so because then we were friends again after okay. that. Okay. Okay. We were just like really mean to each other. <laughs> we were frenemies. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Uh, uh, so, what about like home life? Like, you're are you speaking only Spanish in the house? Yeah, my mom would, was like crazy about it. Like, in this house, you don't speak English, mm. which I'm grateful for. But since moving to New York, my Spanish is like vanished. Just from like lack of practice. Lack of practice. That's pretty much how I feel. But I but also because like there aren't that many Peruvians, at least like, I mean, we both live in the Heights, which is like heavy Dominican and Puerto Rican yes. neighborhoods. So like Dominicans, I can't, I talked to Millie about this when she was on the show. Like I cannot understand Dominicans. <laughs> I really can't. You speak so fast. The words get slurred. And there's so much slang. And, like, there's so much slang. It feels like uh, Dominican Spanish is 98% slang words. Uh, Dominicans also like kind of. Like, it's more like, like, yeah. it, it just sounds like it rolls out. Yeah. Uh, I, since I didn't grow up around Dominicans, it's like my, like, coming into Dominicanness and being like, okay, this is a thing that only my family did. Okay, this is a thing that Dominicans do. And, like, right. seeing that yeah, yeah. is really interesting. But, yeah, Dominicans, it, it, they, we do talk crazy. I understand us, of course, but. Can you think of anything that's like a, because you just said like the difference between a my family thing and a Dominican thing. What are some like my family things? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I said that and I was like, oh, I don't have an answer for oh, that. And it's then like, I put you on the spot. I'm so sorry. It's like there's there's just like, I don't know. There's just things there where I'm like, oh, like, let me think about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's take a quick break. Like, my family's very passive-aggressive, but I don't think that's a Dominican thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like, a lot of, like... Uh, no, the teenagers in my neighborhood who relentlessly make fun of me definitely aren't passive-aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that, like, the guilting... Mm. Like, Dominicans love to guilt one another, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what I noticed... It's like, oh, you know, well, I'm here, my back, and this, and that. And it's like, okay, ma'am, I will help you with your bags. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like that whole, like, oh, poor me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, that thing is very, and this sounds like a negative thing, but. No, I mean, every culture has their whatever. Yeah, but, like, I also think that Dominicans are very, like, my family's very kind mm. to, like, strangers and, like, very, like, loving. And I think Dominicans are very loving and very, like, like, mi amor, they say mi amor a lot. Yes. And like, yeah. and like, what do you need, mi cielo? Or like, like, uh, like, I don't know. They, they're very like homey and, and kind and welcoming in yeah. a great yeah, way. Yeah. Beautiful. So yeah. what, so where, did you move straight to New York from Florida? Uh, yeah. I moved when I was 21. Okay. Yeah. For any specific reason or? To specifically to do comedy. Oh my God. Good for you. Yeah. I, I was like in college and I was doing really bad. Also in Florida? In Florida. I went to like, I went to Valencia Community College and okay. then I went to UCF and then I was doing not good and uh, I got, I like basically flunked out. Like I took a semester off because I uh -huh. wasn't doing well and then I was going to go back and then I just didn't want to. Mm. And 
I was think... it always a thing of like, I don't like school, I want to be a performer, or just a general, like, I hate school? <laughs> I've always, I so I am, I like learning, but the school structure just didn't make sense for me. Same for me. It's so, it's really crazy. It's it, like, oh, it's like, I was a, always a smart kid, got bad grades. Yeah, and I would know things, like, mm. if, like, I would always do very well on tests, like, mm. I, I just wouldn't do the extra work, like, yeah. the homework, I, mean, yeah. I thought it was stupid. Yeah. Um. I don't know, it was, it's really stupid. And then I was studying economics. So I always wanted to be an actor, like performer, and I didn't think it was possible mm. um, because I was like a fat girl. Like truly in high school, I remember being like, I'm fat and there's only like hairspray is like the only role I can think of for mm. me. Um, and theater was the thing? You were like, I want to be in plays and stuff? Well, no, I don't even know. I just liked acting and I yeah. liked performing. Um, and like... You know, at church, I would sing and, like, do pantomime and stuff. So I was, like, very into, like, performative, like, yeah. being perfor- like being a performer. Uh, but when I started listening to, like, comedy podcasts, I was like, oh. Because mm. the whole narrative was, you know, I couldn't really get any roles, so I did it myself. And right. when I was like, um, oh, I could take control of, of, like, who I am and how I present and how the world sees me. Hell yeah. At, tw- and, at 21, you're feeling that way? Um, Yeah, like, That's around badass. 21. And also, like... I I came to to UCB and I saw a class show and it was like the only improv I've ever seen. And, uh-huh. and it's also not even improv that because it was like a Jordan Klepper uh-huh. uh, sound and movement, which is like not something <laughs> we like do. The, it's like the weirdest. The shit. weirdest. But I was like, I need to move to New York. I need to move. I love it. That's the kind of, I haven't been seeing as much improv as I used to, but that's the kind of improv I really love. Like the really weird shit. The really weird shit where everyone was like, just like in, in a circle, like, you know, I thought that's what, what improv was for the longest. And like, I still love improv, but yeah. like seeing that for the first time, because everyone says, oh, I saw ASCAT and I thought it was so funny. And, like, yeah. and I was like, no, I saw like weird. <laughs> that's that's a much better origin story. I think my first one, I was like, because I grew up uh, just outside the city. Uh, so I came in, I think I saw like a stepfather show when I was in high school or something like that. And I saw like Zach Woods improvise and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. <laughs> I saw like Brian Uretta and Chrissy Grubel. Ah. Isn't that, yeah, and Sarah Grace Walburn. And nice. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you moved here with the express purpose of going to UCB or just to do express, comedy? Express. I general? got, I, I signed up for a class before I moved. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I moved to February 1st and my first class was February 5th. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Because uh, I like, I just love, I also love comedy, which is a thing too. Like I was reading like old yearbooks and everyone was like, you're so annoying, but you're very funny. <laughs> which, and I would be like, I don't like, cause I, I remember reading that in, in middle school and being like, am I funny? Like I didn't even like fucking, that's not even my goal, but I guess yeah. I am just funny. And then like in eighth grade, all the bullies that were so mean to me, like were super mean to me, uh-huh. I got them on my side uh, by being funny. Yeah. And and also like being like, that's a fucking weak joke. And when they were funny, I would be like, that that was good. You know, and like that kind of- You gave of, your bullies notes. I gave them notes. That's and amazing. they liked it. They Because I, I remember specifically the joke that was said- a guy said, because I used to get called like Shamu, like because I was a fat Christ. girl. Yeah. <laughs> but after, I'm like, oh, you like Twinkies, right? Like, that's the thing they would say. Yeah. And I was like, I would be like, I've heard this joke a million times. Like, yeah. you gotta come up with something like fresh. Yeah. And a guy said, oh, you're so fat. I can, I'm gonna hit you with my surfboard and ride the waves. And I was like, okay. All right. That's original. <laughs> Pretty good, man. <laughs> Good one. Note to note to anybody who gets bullied out there, just uh, give them constructive criticism. <laughs> Truly, because it's like they're trying to perform. Yeah, it's a no. They, re- they really are. Yeah, it's like trying to gather attention in some way. Yeah, uh, but that's like when I was like, okay, I am kind of friends with these guys now, and like we were, we were kind of like buddies. Like we yeah. would joke. We were in homeroom together, and we would gotcha. like have inside jokes about stuff that's awesome and we would like roast each other yeah it like, completely changed the dynamic so tell me about uh like get taking classes getting into the scene a little bit more like are you uh are you finding like you identified with the community did you feel kind of like an outsider Ooh, or? it took a long time to feel and it, i think it's also from like i i don't know i, th- I like from middle school and then when i went to ucf mm-hmm. it's like anytime i jump into these like very white places I like clam up Hmm. I don't feel safe um 
and so it was hard. It was really hard, and it was like, I'm so grateful to when I started. The diversity program was like huge, and mm. it was very good because Keisha Zoller was running it, and it's not is like thriving as it once was. Mm. Um, I think they're trying to do the same things that Keisha was doing, but they're just that. That's my critique on it. Um, but that's fine. When Keisha Zoller was running it, it was very good. Um, she would have like monthly meetups and we would all just sit around and talk like and it wasn't like it's not a mixer it's not like everyone talk. it was like everyone in a circle talking and she would say take up space and um don't be afraid to bring your own specifics and uh if you don't know what they're talking about ask questions like mm. don't feel bad don't pretend to know what you like you know what i'm saying like right, yeah. i think in 301 uh someone named me bjork and i like I had no clue who that was. I like I like heard that name, yeah. but I didn't know anything about her. Yeah. Any specifics, nothing. And um and like I I remember being like after like getting notes, I was like I don't know who she is and someone's like yes you do. Like the teacher said that and I was like that's so unfair. Yeah. Which is like I'm sure that's like a big pop culture thing for yeah. you, but like I grew up in the 90s and my parents didn't like that's just so, that was always so weird to me. Like in a theater whose philosophy is based on the idea of a base reality, yeah. like to have no acknowledgement that different people have different base realities it's is, so is really weird. weird. It's so weird. Um, so it was hard, but you, like because of that, because of like telling myself, like by telling us like take up space. And then through that group, I met uh, like Millie and mm -hmm. Talia and uh, like Dominique joined later, but like, like affirmative action was formed. That was like mm -hmm. one of the founding members. Like I'm no longer on that team, but that team was like huge for me. It yeah. like truly was like, I felt so free and I could do anything I wanted. It was like, just a group of like very funny, crazy women. And like the only reason we formed was because Millie was like, I want to do DCM, so let's let's do it. Hell yeah. And we formed, and then out of that, like truly was born, like we went to cage match and everything. Like yeah. it was born like a great team. It was my first team, so you know there's team drama oh, there. Of course, of course, <laughs> baby. We've all had team drama. Well, your first team is the most like passionate crazy like we just want to make it work we gotta yeah, be I mean, that it's, team it's high school it's like being a teenager the stakes are so high the stakes are so high we gotta be on a team we all gotta get on a house team together yeah, yeah, yeah. and like we have to like we're gonna be the next doppelganger mm -hmm. you know like that whole like yeah like pressure that we put on ourselves which in retrospect is so silly but like it it mattered but uh that team was huge. It was like so important. It was so good. It was like so good for for me, because we truly were just like batshit crazy, like high support. Like Dominique, I still remember some of the scenes I've done with Dominique in affirmative action practices uh -huh. that are so like we just like did. There was one scene where she and I were just saying the same exact thing, and we we're both like southern dudes proposing to each other, <laughs> and we were just matching each other. It was so funny. That's so great. And like and Millie, like all that, because like Millie and I. <laughs> We're, we're like both big girls, big Dominican girls from Florida. And her last name is Tamaras. Mm. And my and last, last name, name is Tamaras. Tamaras. <laughs> <laughs> and we even had a mutual friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> that lived uh, where she, from, like from Fort Lauderdale and then moved to Orlando. And that's like, so it was like, oh, these people know, like yeah. I know these people. Yeah. Um, and it was it was really really great. So I like and that's the kind of trust you want in an ensemble, like to yeah. really feel like oh I these people can connect with me on a certain level that I couldn't find in other groups. Yeah, and and yeah, it, it, honestly, the confidence I built on being on affirmative action, I went into four hundred one like after because so I <laughs> took three classes, ran out of money, and then I got to four hundred one. Mm. And I had, like, made, like, I felt super confident because of affirmative action. And then, like, my friend Tremaine and I took that class together. And I was, mm -hmm. like, super confident because, like, he was in the class. And, like, he's also a POC. Like, you know, like, and it was just, like, it kind of lunged me forward. And I, yeah. and I felt, and it, my confidence is where my, my comedy, <laughs> like, like I, I cannot be funny if I don't feel confident. Yeah. Like, I'm not that type of performer. That's where you draw from? That's where I draw from. Yeah. Like, and I, I have to be fearless because, like, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. And <laughs> I overthink Christ. things. I know. I'm the worst. Uh, and I overthink things. But 
if I'm very confident and I and I believe like this is what's happening, yeah. my comedy's much better. Yeah. Uh, do you think that I think that I see kind of a parallel between that and you like looking a bully in the eye and being like, you got to do better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit. Uh, I, I guess so. It's like it. Yeah, it's it's me being like to white people like you got to do better. Like I'm still fucking here. Yeah. And even though I don't think white people didn't want me around, but like after three hundred one, I sent everyone in the class an email. Let's form a practice group, and no one, no one responded. responded. Oh, and then, yeah. like a week later, I got invited to a triple crown show that eight of them were performing at mm. as a team. Oh, uh, and you know that team didn't last, and I can name names. <laughs> I've like, <laughs> I've actually like gone up to those people. Like, you remember when you did this to me? And they're oh, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, you do not play around. <laughs> I don't. It's it's honestly, it was me joking. It wasn't me like yeah, being yeah, like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah, but in every joke. And a little joke, bit of truth. It was just very funny because now I'm friends with these people. It's like mm. back in the day, especially like, I don't know, it was my first year and I probably was terrible. It makes sense why they didn't ask me. Also, like, they didn't need to ask me to be yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, so it, it, <laughs> it was just funny to be like, okay, well, now we're good friends and you didn't want me on your team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what do you think about the scene now? Like now that affirmative action uh, sort of happened already, have you seen the scene change in any way? I mean, just demographically, culturally speaking. Or... I think I I think what's exciting is that like UCB is going through its own thing, and I like I don't know if yeah. I can really speak to it, but I think outside of UCB there there's like these really great pockets of diversity and like solo and like solo performance. Mm-hmm. And in stand-up and characters and, like, weird comedy or whatever, like, like solo work, I think it's very good and, and very different. And yeah. it's even, like... It feels like it's kind of booming right now. It's booming. And it's, like, there's different types of comedy. I remember the first time I saw, like, Larry Owens. I, like, yeah. felt the same way I felt when I first started watching comedy. Mm. Where it's, like, this is new and different and exciting and, like... Wow, like, cause you know, like him implementing music and like a presentation and all that shit, like, yeah, and yeah. like all, like I was completely mind blown. It definitely feels like some new formats are kind of like the PowerPoint comedy the PowerPoint. has like blown up in the last like <laughs> like like even the last year. Yeah, it's gotten like huge. It's huge, and it's and it's great. I like really like it. Like Millie had a great like presentation about how black people are nerds, and it was so funny. Like, yeah. It was so good. Um, so yeah, like I, 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 I think that, I think UCB is like going through its own things. It's, it's for sure this year, very white and sorry. Mm. Uh, I, I want to be positive about like the new, cause I do think things are changing and things are are getting better in one way, but this year it's been so fun. Like looking at it, I'm like, oh man, this is so white. And it's like also cause I've been at UCB for seven years Mm. I feel like this responsibility to help, mm. but I don't know. I'm going through my own like struggle with it because like I want to help. I love it. With that institution specifically or just like yeah. your voice and your act? Like both, like with my voice and my act and like, like how much, how much of it is my responsibility to change things, you know? Mm. And like, I feel like as a person of color and as, a, like, a diverse person, I feel like I have to talk about my diversity. But also, like, I'm fucking tired of teaching people and, like, mm. t- getting people on my level. And it's, like, like if people were just to do a little bit of research on their own. But I'm also, you know, I'm a Virgo. I, I'll keep saying it. Um, <laughs> I do hold people to a higher standard than... Because that's just, like, what Virgos do. Yeah. So it's, like, a tension between, like, how much work do I need to do to, like, educate and change this community actively as opposed to, like, developing my act and changing things just through pure visibility. And just being silly and yeah. just, be, like, doing shit that has nothing to do with race or gender yes, or, yes. or like, my queerness or anything. You know what I'm saying? I just want to, like, fucking have fun. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's so many stepping stones for me to like acknowledge before people see me as an equal or whatever mm-hmm. like people are trying to figure me out um and it, it's annoying and so it's like i do feel like a great responsibility to be like like a, a like a person like a fat person that people look at and are like oh look at her she's like just she's a normal person she doesn't hate herself <laughs> she's also not like a rockabilly fat girl <laughs> which is like a thing now like <laughs> it's like a th- like all <laughs> yeah. all these 
there's a lot of fat women which like great good for you that's just not my style who wear like the like the rockabilly like fucking style it it, it Yes, ultimately, like, a lot of it boils down to like, the ability to just exist as yourself yeah. without having to, like, acknowledge all these, like, layers of identity. Constantly. Yeah. So, like, I think I'm sensitive because I just got placed on a team that was seven, it's, like, seven white people and mm-hmm. me, and I'm, on like... On Herald Night, right? On Herald Night, and it's, like, I made it to Herald Night. Hey, it took me congratulations. seven years. Thank you. Seven years, I made it to Harold Knight. Like, my friends... Which, for all of my mom's friends who listen to the show, Harold Knight is like a flagship show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York, and now you're caught up. Keep yeah. <laughs> and it, it felt like I'm so excited. And I have friends on it, and I love my team. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for them. But it was like that moment when I walked into the room, mm-hmm. and I'm like looking around, and I'm like, oh my God, I've never... I've never been on a team that's mostly male. Never. Mm-hmm. Like, unless, I guess it's, like, mostly white male, because I was on, like, boyhood for a bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And boyhood, but boyhood was, like, my best friends, and also, it was diverse. There's only one white man on it. Gotcha. Um, But it was, like, Will Martinez and Tremaine and (laughs) Alexis Pereira (laughs) and Juan Nicolone. Like, it was very, like, it, it, you know, and, and also, like, I was on affirmative action, and I was on, like, every team I've had has been very minimal white men. So yeah. I walked into it. I was in my room and I was like looking around. I was like, oh, wow, there are four white men here and one white man on his way and two white women. And they're all great. They're all lovely. But this is, I'm just. It it's a just, new It's a new dynamic for you. It's a new dynamic. And it scared me. Mm. I was like, because, you know, there's blind spots and they haven't shown any yet. You know, there's been no blind spots. But I know they're blind spots. Yeah, and they're, they're coming. And they're coming. And, like, I have blind spots. Everyone has them. But I'm, uh, and, I don't know. I just, it, I, it feels like a lot of pressure. But I'm trying to, like, take it a day at a time. And, because mm. and, and, I am grateful. Like, yeah, of course. I made it, you know? Like, this is a thing that I've wanted forever. Yeah. Um, and it's, like... It's, and you know that that anxiety, like unfortunately, is going to be there at every level. Like yeah. when, when you start booking more TV work, when you start booking movies and stuff, yeah. it's going to be the exact same th- same thing. Unfortunately, of like I finally got to this place that I wanted to get. Mm-hmm. I also know that this thing still exists with the director, with the department heads, yeah. with casting, with whatnot. Yeah, I, I did a I did a TV show, and they wanted us to be hair ready, but they didn't tell us. Mm. And also the casting director bought a size too the, the the not the casting director the the costume department bought a size too small, and it was like two Shit. things back to back that yeah. made me feel othered. Yeah, and it's like, sure, like you bought a size too small, it doesn't fit me. You have to run out and buy it. I feel shitty about it, but you know what? But that's that's on part you, of it, and that's on you. That's on them for sure. But yeah, it's like hundred percent. But like I felt like oh fuck, like I of course they don't have my size. It's like. You know what? I'm on a, I'm on a TV set. I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, like I got yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Fine. And then I go to the fucking makeup chair, and they're like, "You were supposed to be hair ready." And I was like, "Hair ready for me is not hair ready for white people." Yeah. Like if you need was me it, hair was ready, was it a white hairstylist? Yeah. Hmm. Well, they ended up having to like go out and fucking get shit for hmm. my hair. It's like hair ready for me is like I have curly hair, and I've like. Like, a lot of curly hair. It's yeah. not, like, wavy kind of... Me- like, no, I have curly fucking yeah. hair. This is a, a common, common tale with people of color. My friend Marquise, who I had on the show, he did, um, what's it called, Central Park Five. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, they had no... I I did my own hair. Because I was like, you're going to, like, you're, you're going to make it look bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I had to do my own hair. I mean... I've been lucky, but also unlucky. Because, like, I also have been annoying where I'm like, um, I'm like... I like I I've been like hey can you who's a make hair person what do I need to do about my hair like I've been annoying and a lot of times that I get ignored or people are like don't like oh what does your hair look like yeah just do that uh-huh. you know it's not really responsive and I get it you guys are on set yeah and you guys it's like a shooting day right I fucking get it but also the first TV show I ever got someone sat there and individually curled every single strand of my wow. Of my, you know, like curled. Shout outs to that person. It, like, I like that. I was like, you can just wet it though. And she's like, no, I like doing this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, that was wild. Yeah. Um, that was truly crazy. 
so, you know, like, I, I have these anxieties about it. But, like, you don't want to be annoying, but, yeah. I don't know. So, it was, like, two things, and I was very clear. Like, I was, like, I, they are like, oh, we're going to Dwayne Reed. What do you use there? I was, like, I don't use hair products at mm. Dwayne Reed. Like, <laughs> and it sounds shitty, but I need products that are going to, like, nourish my hair because my hair needs more, like, more moisture. Yeah, than... but good for you. I mean, it goes back to like Keisha Zoller's voice ringing in your head of like take up space. Take up space and be like, and don't be afraid to take up space because yeah. it's like I have to assimilate. I have to be like, oh, whatever's fine. Just a little bit of water. Right. It's all right. my hair. And like, no, no, no. My hair, I cannot look insane because it, it will get frizzy and not look good it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll look bad but like that whole like i don't want to make waves i don't want to rock the boat attitude is what contributes to hostile work environments on sets anyway so like yeah. we should all be standing up for ourselves for sure and it's like and i think for my hair specifically like my hair is so important to me it's like where i truly get my strength from mm -hmm. i i think i'm samsung uh samsung uh i said samsung, <laughs> samsung. i'm samsung. samsung if you want to sponsor if you want to sponsor the show i would love that or me i can be human samsung um <laughs> uh, i'm picturing your instagram bio <laughs> human samsung i love i love i it just be mostly mostly glitches mm. uh <laughs> get that blue check get that blue check <laughs> oh that's so funny yeah well basically uh i i it's hard not to take up like, I have to take up space and, and, and let my voice be heard. And I think it's it's lent. Is that the word? It's, like, lent over to my success or, like, it's, like, led to my success. That's the word, probably. Mm. What are words? I learned English second. <laughs> <laughs> well, you speak great English. Oh, thank right. you. I learned it <laughs> second. Do people ever, ever give that to you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I've never heard that, but that's crazy. I, like, I remember my senior year, so I went from, like, a school in Osceola County to Orange County, uh -huh. and because I switched over, they were like, uh, you have to take an ESL test, and I was like, what are you talking what? about? Like, well, you said that Spanish is your first language, so you have to take an ESL test, and I was like, I am literally talking to you yeah. right now. Spanish and is my first language, too, but I never got that. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm it's speaking just, to... It's purely, like, racist shit. That's, it's purely it's racist purely shit. purely racist shit. Purely... Like, the only reason nobody ever gave that to me is because I don't actually look as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, do you know Joanna Houseman? Uh, no, but everybody's telling me that I should meet her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll introduce you. She'd yeah. love you. But she... Uh, yeah, that's just She's her. Venezuelan, right? She's Venezuelan, but yeah. she looks white. Yeah. And she also had to deal with that. Of yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm Latina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a whole uh, trip. It's a whole trip, but like I remember being like, "Hey, look at me! I am speaking to you in perfect English. <laughs> yeah, don't make me take this test. Yeah, and the test was literally like, "Oh, I'm going to check time on my watch. Oh my god, desk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like a level one Duolingo question. Oh boy, it was crazy. I was like, I want to fail this on purpose, but That's then I'd crazy. be stuck in ESL. That's crazy. When my mom found out in like in like first grade, they were trying to put me in ESL. She freaked out and was like, No, 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 no. And like, like, because when I moved to Florida in New York, I was in when I lived in New Jersey, I never had to be in ESL. So when I moved to Florida, they were trying to put me in ESL, and she was like, absolutely not put her in regular mm -hmm. classes. And I do think, like, ESL is, I think is, it, I don't know, in Florida, ESL, ESL was, like, a detriment to a lot of Latin kids because they get put in these, like, rooms, and they would just, like, not get taught English. They were just put with other Spanish speakers, mm -hmm. and they would learn English outside of there. And a lot of times I felt like they would just get stuck in right. Like, well, it's easier to learn when you're actually immersed in the language. Yeah. Like, just put the kid in regular classes. Yeah. And also, when, in middle school, I was always a kid that people would be like, oh, there's a new Spanish kid. Hang out with Glow all day. And I'd be like, okay. Uh, you know, like that. Yeah. I guess maybe that's where my guilt comes from. Is like, because <laughs> even when I was, hmm, let's think about that. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. It's <laughs> not a breakthrough. Uh, I was always the one who had to take care of Latin kids in school. Oh, so now. Okay. I'm like I have to take care. You're of... You're still taking care of them. I have to take care of people. Make sure that the, the voices, their voices are heard. And You're a Virgo, baby. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> Wait, what's your sign? Oh God, I'm a I'm a Scorpio, which I'm told means I'm a terrible person. Oh, you're just a passionate. 
Uh, but I'm told that that I'm like a jealous, brooding, like sex freak, ven- sex freak, vengeful person. <laughs> like that's what everybody tells me. But I'm Scorpio, Libra rising. Okay, which apparently means I'm like fun at first and then a terrible person. Uh, Libras are people pleasers, so I imagine you're like a very like for like when people. Uh, meet you they're like oh he's so nice he's so people like he like wants to make everyone happy but then your fucking Scorpio comes out and you're like manipulative and awful that's right I'm trash I I have I have I have Scorpio friends I like Scorpios oh Uh, god this is what people always say everybody's like listen I like I have a Scorpio friend and they're most and most of them I assume are good people for the most part they're pretty great. I think Scorpios are, are tricky because they do get a bad rap, but they're just a water sign. So water signs are emotional. So it's like Cancer, Pisces, Scorpios. You guys mm-hmm. are just fucking oh, a mess of emotions and yeah. don't really know how to deal with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's every sign too. I also think uh, it's all bullshit. <laughs> I know. I could I could sense it from you. I am a, you, I'm a real skeptic. <laughs> you're a real skeptic. I don't think it's bullshit. That's fair. But... I, I maybe hey maybe I'm just saying that because I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, every Aries hates astrology, and it's because they're fucking wild. Mm, every mm-hmm. Aries is like, "What the fuck? You're telling me I'm this because I'm an Aries?" <laughs> 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 it's like that is how an Aries would react. Have you always been into astrology? Is this a recent development? Mm, uh, like when I moved to New York, I I like started meeting different people that were like into it and like slowly but surely I was like okay mm. I like this and then when I I started hosting a show with Patrick Keene uh-huh. called A Taste of the Peculiar uh and we would there was like a book called The Secret Language of Relationships and it was like uh. it would like break down your astrology by week so I'm like a Virgo one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's really specific it's like a Virgo one week of the system builder is where I am and it also is like specific by day oh so what does it mean if I'm the first because I'm the first day of Scorpio oh, okay what does that mean does that mean I'm more Scorp- Scorpio or that's less so crazy Scorpio? I you're less Scorpio but also because it's Libra first right yeah, so yeah. you're and you're Libra rising, so yeah. you probably have a lot of Libra in you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And people yeah. really... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it mean, you're like a cusp. You're, you have right. both. I like that this has become like my horoscope. <laughs> I know. Uh, but when I started hosting that show with Patrick, um, I really got into it because we would set people up mm. to do two prov based on their signs, based oh, on this fun. book. That's fun. So the book is by week, and then you like you match up people by week, and it tells you what kind of relationship they have. Yeah. And our type of relationship, Patrick and I, is a taste of the peculiar. When's your birthday? Are you like... I'm October 23rd. Mm, mm, okay. Yeah, you're for sure a cusp guy. Yeah, so I think both. I'm literally the first day of Scorpio. Yeah. yeah. So you have Scorpio, like, like, you're probably more Scorpio than anything else, but you have some Libra in yeah. you. Because I'm like... Um, my birthday is August thirtieth, mm-hmm. so I'm a I'm a like <laughs> other Virgos judge me because <laughs> they're like, oh you're you're a fucking August Virgo. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I don't give a fuck. I like it. Uh, they judge me. They're like, oh you're an August Virgo. I'm like, yep, because I'm a little bit more aggressive because I have a Leo in me. I'm a little bit more bossy. Okay. A little bit more like this is how things are gonna go. Sure, sure. Because it's like that Leo, like that Leo pull. Yeah, that yeah. Le- that Leo's getting in trouble in class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Leo's the one that's fucking causing problems. That's making analog chat rooms in, <laughs> in math class. <laughs> oh my god! In in in, uh, in like chemistry, I got in trouble a lot because I thought the teach. I would I would just I was just so bad, mm-hmm. man. And I once got kicked out of anatomy and physiology because I yelled at my teacher. Because I was trying to, I was staring at a guy trying to make him uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and like I would like open my mouth <laughs> and <laughs> and look like, <laughs> and he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> it was so stupid. Do you feel like you've gotten better? Uh, I like yes, but I'm better at arguing. <laughs> I'm like for sure better at arguing. I'm like very much like, "Hey, the way you did this made me feel this way," Ooh, and I'm yes. just like letting you know. That this is why I think that using that nonviolent communication language. Yeah, I've had I had to learn, especially like being at UCB. Oh, I think we all have to learn that. Yeah, like I I and I am very proud of how I learned it. Even like when speaking to my parents and my Mm -hmm. sister, because like 
that whole... Oh, it works wonders with family. Yeah. Especially immigrant family. Holy shit. <laughs> My family's very explosive. We're all, like, very, like, argumentative. Uh, like, it, it was a very, like, like conflict. <laughs> yeah. Heavy, like, upbringing that I had. So now coming into that environment, I'm like, hey, maybe if you take a second to, like, think about what mom's trying to say yeah. you know what i'm yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. like like i'm very much like doing that but also being like hey mom when you say things like that that hurts me mm. you have to know that hurts me and mm. i'm just letting you know that that hurts me but you know she's you. an aquarius so she doesn't understand Jesus human Christ. emotions <laughs> oh my god now this is the interview yeah. <laughs> this is the, the conversation i like that we took it to that place yeah, uh, yeah yeah so i think we're 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 pretty much winding down is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to um no i think all right you want to plug anything Oh, yeah. If you uh, like... this is coming out next, like next, next. week. Ooh, okay. If you like D&D, I'm part of a D&D podcast called uh, Second Best D&D &D, &D hey. Adventure. Um, and then also there's... It, do like a lot of New Yorkers listen to this? Yeah. There's a live action D&D &D show that's not part of that podcast. Just me and my friends on April 3rd at QED. Okay. And then there's another podcast called How Dare. Uh, look them up. I'm sorry. <laughs> also Herald Night. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Herald Night on a team called Reba. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Which Herald Night is Tuesdays? Tuesday. It's every, well, it's every Tuesday, but I'm every other Tuesday. Gotcha. Um, and it's a lot of fun. We're truly insane. <laughs> Amazing. I can't believe I, f I forgot Herald Night. <laughs> I spent so long talking about it. Uh, yeah. Great. Yay. Glow, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> and that's it for this week's episode of La Mezcla. Thank you so much to Glow Tavares for coming in. Thank you so much to Simple Studios for letting me record here. Thank you to all the humans who've subscribed on any of the platforms that we're on, which, by the way, those platforms are iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, uh, uh, iHeart, uh, so many things, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all these things that you can support the show on. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has encouraged me to keep making this thing, uh, and I will continue to do that. Uh, thank you so much, and we'll be back next week with another... Uh, with Ruby. I, you know what? I could retake this, but I'm for my hardcore fans who listen to the end of these episodes, which I'm assuming there may be like five of you. I'm just going to keep it real um, and leave that fumble in there and say thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. And please listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Okay, bye. <laughs>